What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. It's episode 58. Today's guest comedian, Steve Gillespie. Very funny man. Very, very funny man. I uh, came across Steve actually on Instagram, one of his uh, bits uh, about being in an open relationship came up. Freaking hilarious. Absolutely freaking hilarious. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen this. Uh, many of the people who listen to the show usually were hitting the same algorithm, whatever the hell you call that stuff. Uh, if I'm seeing it and you follow me, you're probably seeing it, all that stuff. If you have, you know what I mean. Very funny dude. And that's who I talked to today. He's on the show, and uh, it was a fun chat. It wasn't, you know, it was 45 minutes, 35 minutes, a quick chat, nice breezy chat, uh, just shooting shit, uh, having a good time. Guess what? His third record drops today, the 30th of July. It's called Liminal Bliss, out uh, on Helium Records. Um, I believe it's the same Helium that, you know, all the Helium comedy clubs, I think that's tied in with them. It's called Liminal Bliss, available on iTunes or wherever you listen to your music or comedy records, wherever you could find uh, music. You could find this record. It's called Liminal Bliss. I will include uh, links to where you can find it on my website, thechristianhansonshow.com, in his uh, website page. Uh, If anyone who listens to it knows, each episode we dedicate a full full out page uh you know for the guests when they come on so you can go to the page uh just visit www.thechristianhansonshow.com you'll have links to liminal bliss and much more you can find out where he's going to be on the road so you could check him out live in the flesh doing good old comedy i uh i talked to him and it was it was good uh we we talked a lot about you know how we started uh we talked about golf he's into golf uh he dragged me into there uh, for a moment, it was like he was interviewing me, um, and it was good, but I had to reel him back a little bit and get back on track, but yeah, uh, it was a good chat, very funny dude, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Like I said, Liminal Bliss drops today, available wherever you get your music or comedy records. Check it out, and guess what? Check him out live. Like I said, uh, Steve Gillespie, the guest, you could see him live tonight in Minneapolis at Acme Comedy Club. He'll be there uh, the 30th of July, the 31st. And then he'll be down in Denver, Colorado at River Brewing, August 2nd. Um, He's doing a little party for the new album that dropped today um, at Fort Comedy in Fort Collins, Colorado on August 4th. August 10th, he'll be at Comedy at the Civic Center in Denver, Colorado, August 13th, 14th, he'll be at the Comedy Lounge in Denver. Uh, August 19th, he'll be at number 38 in Denver. And then August 20th, uh, he'll be in L.A. at the Westside Comedy Theater. And Tuesday, August 24th at Rita's in Denver, Colorado. He is Steve Gillespie, folks. And he was on the show. It was a great chat. And uh, I'm not going to uh, get too off track here, but I uh, hope everyone is doing well. I'm hanging in there, and uh, I think we'll all be okay. Uh, COVID's getting a little scary again. Get your vaccine if you haven't. Y'all are pig people. If you haven't gotten it yet, just do it. Let's fucking get this over with, please. All right. Without further ado, this is me doing the thing with a very funny man. You've seen him on Conan. You've seen him everywhere. Steve Gillespie. 
We are doing it. We are doing it. We are doing it. Uh, Where are you at right now, by the way? East Coast, West Coast? I'm in Denver, Colorado. You are in Denver right now. How long have you been there? Just for shows Uh, right now? No, I've been living here for three years now. Oh, wow. Three years now. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I know you went from Minnesota to California. When did when did Colorado? So you said three years. Uh, why the move? Uh, I met a lady and uh, fell in love, and then she got a job out here in Denver. So came out here for a while. So and got I've been sucked coming out in. To, yeah, I've been coming out to Denver for years doing shows. I've yeah. always really liked it, and then I got hired at Comedy Works. And oh stuff, wow! So, there you really go. Club out here. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. When you made the move from Minnesota to California at first, was that strictly comedy driven? Yeah. That yeah, was. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> what is. Uh, I have a brother that lives out there too. Oh, there you go. Well, that helps. So, was uh, yeah. what was the hardest part about leaving home to, to head out there? I mean, did you have, did you have an idea as to what the plan was going to be? Or did you kind of just go there and then just kind of figure it out? Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of figured it out. I mean, I, you know, before I had moved from Minneapolis, I was on the road doing stand up mm. for seven, eight years wow. where, I, you know, I was gone most of the time anyway. So, um, you know, and I still go back to Minneapolis yeah. quite a bit. I'm there at the end of this, at the end of August and right. another mm. release show there. Um, so I actually still have a room there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just never feel like I'm too far removed from anywhere, really. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to LA again in a couple of weeks, and um, so you're always on the move. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I listened to uh, I listened to both the records that you have out. Um, I love them, but I, I've oh, come to cool, this. Uh, I've I've garnered this realization that uh, based on what's in it, you could tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, that the formative years, let's say kindergarten through eighth grade, were were uh, were rough. Am I right? A lot of anxiety, um, a lot of uh, you know, just <laughs> discovery, figuring out who you are. Sure. Um. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if rough is necessarily how I would describe it. I mean, I had a a good childhood mm. as far as you know, just my family and stuff. But yeah, school was hard. That's what I'm. Like, that's that what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just. They've tried to put me in that one size fits all, one glove fits all type of public education. Right, you know? it doesn't and, work. And at that time, they didn't, you know, they there was no such thing as like IEPs. anxiety disorders or like it was all just you know you're either like dumb <laughs> or uh, or smart. They didn't really have, you know, they tried to have this whole thing with like ADD and stuff. Right. But I don't. Oh, I know, know. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's what was going on for me i think it was more just learning how to deal with anxiety right yeah no that's me i mean i I could relate to that thoroughly i mean it was like i mean it's different for you probably i mean how, how old are you right now i'm 40 i just turned 40 yeah a little different i'm 25 so uh oh, wow. i mean when i came through i mean we had a little bit more uh a little bit more help individual education plans things like that to kind of help us back then it's like fuck it you're on your own you're yeah, just doing yeah. it. Yeah. 
That's... We're gonna put you in the weird people classes. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> weird. Separate you. Yeah. yeah. So were you? Here's what... a good thing for you. Here's something for your anxiety. We're gonna put you with a yeah. Group of deal kids with it. Everyone's gonna see. Let me know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> were you into uh, the arts? Were you creative mind as a kid? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I used to be in this thing. This is another thing. It's like I don't think that I had like attention deficit order. I just didn't. I just couldn't fit into that eight hour yeah. structure. But I wasn't like. You ever heard of Odyssey of the Mind? I have not. Inform me. It was like this thing. It was like a competition based thing where you had a team from your town or school or whatever, and it was like a you had to like create a play. Hmm. You had to like write a play based on whatever thing they gave you or mm -hmm. theme they gave you and then they had other like competition things like uh mind games basically Interesting. Team mind games that hmm. you had to play they had a big like big like uh competition convention thing in this big stadium and stuff it was pretty fun yeah yeah that's what you latched on to that kind of thing yeah i played sports a lot too my oh, dad yeah. was yeah my dad was a basketball a college basketball coach really so I, wow yeah i played played a lot of basketball when i was younger and stuff like that that's so, crazy you you never yeah. never thought about taking it to that next step no i mean i was i was okay like i i played in high school and stuff but my own dad didn't recruit me to play in college so mm. i figured that was i think that was a sign yeah break <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's crazy i'm not very big yeah so. well i mean yeah i guess i mean there's a lot of not very big people who turned out quite well uh i mean short of like nate robinson right i mean he's not even yeah. six feet but uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's crazy. But they were also really athletic. Oh yeah, Minnesota. I mean, they got good basketball up there. Like uh, I think Tyus Jones is from up there. Apple. I actually Apple Valley. I actually, or whatever um, it is, I think. Grew up in Wisconsin. So. Oh, Wisconsin. And then I moved to Minneapolis. When yes. I was Twenty or something. So. What sparked that move? School. I went to grad school. Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What was the comedy scene like up there in uh, Minnesota at that time? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, really? I mean even. Well, at that time, maybe we were kind of Minneapolis had a really good scene and then the 90s boom happened and mm. then that whole thing kind of died off. And then so then we were kind of the next group to kind of get it going. And now it's that seems. Yeah, that seems amazing. Yeah, I mean, for Ac sure. Acme and that's huge. companies. Yeah, it's, I'm actually there just on starting Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's a cool place. Like we you know a lot of like do-it-yourself type of uh diy stuff yeah yeah a lot of like, we started our own shows whoops, started our own clubs and um you know just kind of built it our own in our own way it was pretty cool i mean and it's, it's it's thriving now that's awesome so. and it's still very diy in that sense too it's just a self-driven type of community yeah absolutely yeah i mean there's a lot of indie shows there that's and awesome. there's, there's a club there's a couple clubs that are basically just run by comics that are like really good clubs that get national acts and stuff so that's yeah, crazy cool. man who were the guys for you when you started coming up that uh you know were in that circle any of them still sticking around oh sure yeah there's a lot of guys um cy amundsen was around then and uh chad daniels oh, okay yeah, yeah i know chad mary mack hmm. um tim harmston yeah there's some a lot of people. some guys i'm probably missing somebody pete lee i'm sure you're oh yeah he just uh he just had a special drop on hbo right yep yeah, yeah very, um, very funny dude very funny yeah uh yeah bunch of guys yeah um i think who's who's the big cat now i mean there's, there's a lot some people yeah ali salton's he's coming uh he just got a tonight show he's out of there um 
Yeah, what's cool about Minneapolis too is there's a huge, you know, the uh, a big African immigrant population in Minneapolis. They have interesting. Like there's at one point there was more Somalians living in Minneapolis than there were wow. in Somalia. Yeah, yeah. So why do you um, think that is? I mean, that's just such a strange I think it's something to do, location. Yeah. It has something to do with the Lutheran church hmm. and, and uh, missionary work, I guess. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, they, a lot, I think. I could be wrong yeah. with that, but I think. So there's a big, like, Ethiopian population and, and uh, some other African uh, immigrant stuff. So what I'm, why I'm bringing that up is that it's cool happening in Minneapolis is that now that there's been, like, a, a generation or two of those immigrants in mm. Minneapolis, there's younger people you know, younger African immigrants that are doing stand-up right. in Minneapolis who've started doing stand-up and, and that's really given it like a pretty interesting, cool, like wrinkle within that yeah, scene, that's which crazy. used to be just, you know, the liliest of the whitest yeah. <laughs> comedy scene. So it's cool. Awesome. It's cool to have, have that, you know, there's some guy like I'll, I mentioned Ali Sultan, but there's uh, another guy, Ahmad Kalaf, who's really funny. I'm going to have to um, check all these people out. That's crazy. Yeah. Ahmed's, uh, he's, He's Somalian, so wow. yeah, it's cool, man. That's yeah, nuts. It's fun. I know for music too. I think uh, JS and Daria. I think he's uh, he migrated there. I don't know where he's from. He's a singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. He moved okay, to Minneapolis. Cool. I think he's from. Uh, I think he actually moved from Africa. But yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. that's crazy. He moved there just because Bob Dylan, you know, got his start there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cool. He's uh, he's pretty incredible. But uh, when you started, I mean, w when did you get the comedy bug for you? I mean, how'd you? When did you start cutting your teeth? Where where, where was uh, home base for you per se, as far as the club goes? Yeah, Minneapolis. I started my first set that I ever did. I did at an open mic at Acme. Oh um, wow! That's the first time it's I was a big spot. Yeah, it was fun. Man. I was, yeah, it was cool. I actually had a pretty good set the first time, and then they put me on again the following. Didn't week, work and out. Yeah. Bombed so bad. <laughs> yeah, and I think I bombed for at least two years after that. Really? You kept going though. Get going. Oh, how, yeah. How'd you? How'd you? I mean, how do you keep going after that? I mean, for two straight years. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I had my my older brother, my oldest brother, um, had done stand up in Chicago. Um, oh. For about, I think he probably did it over ten years. He was doing stand up. No he, he wouldn't quite get. I mean, he had a job, mm -hmm. at the, like a real job, still going on. So he was still kind of like just doing it as, as more of a hobby. But right. he definitely was able to uh, kind of guide me in the sense of like letting me know how it was going to kind of work. I think I probably would have been discouraged a lot easier really? earlier on. If I didn't have somebody that was huh. like, yeah, this takes time, you know, you just got to learn how to do this. And Interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I I loved it from the start. So, I mean, even though it was hard, but I, uh, and then I got into acne school and stuff too. That really helped. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like improv and stuff, you do that too then? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not at like a, you know, a professional level mm -hmm. or anything, but I do, I've taken improv classes and stuff in acting classes. I think both of those things really help. Yeah. Repetition of anything in that sense. I mean, it's going to help yeah. even if you're not in it just by way of doing it, eventually it's going to, it's going to pan out. I think, uh, so your brother probably knew Nate Bargatze at the time because if he was in Chicago, because I know Nate got his start in Chicago in like early 2000s, 2002. Yeah, I think that's right around when my brother probably stopped. My brother was wow. around the era of, he's a lot older than I am, so he's around the era of like Jimmy Pardo was a big Chicago comic hmm. then. Damon Williams? Uh, uh, who? Damon Williams. 
Yeah, that I don't know if you knew him. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Graham, El- Graham Elwood's another one that he was close with. Wow, so you kind um, of handed the torch off to you, per se. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it got me. It it, it helped me understand, you know, the process of, of how that was going to work out, you know. And, right. um, but I was a big fan of stand-up even before that. Even when I was a kid, I, I really liked the art form. I used to watch it. Any chance I got, I would watch it. Who are you your know, guys? It didn't matter who, who it was. I watched everybody um well when i was really i remember like my first uh memories of like really enjoying stand-up i, I must have been like 10 11 wow. maybe and it was gallagher oh man it's like, crazy i remember being like a kid and just lo- thinking gallagher was like the you know funniest thing i've ever seen somebody smashing shit on stage yeah it made no sense um, it was, giant couch yeah, it's crazy thing and yeah um but then you know uh my taste kind of you know your pal uh, changed evolved yeah from there <laughs> yeah I, I i remember really being in it being young too maybe being in high school and really liking bill hicks mm. and um oh yeah he's great yeah and then i really got into uh what's his name um brian regan oh really man he's amazing yeah younger, yeah seinfeld and stuff like pretty much anybody carlin mm. um I used to just watch all the Comedy Central half hours or that's what I whatever did. they put yeah, out. Man. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. the thing is for me is like I'm not – I'm just a big fan of it. So like I – that's that's me. It's just a huge fan of it. Uh, I mean I've watched almost all the all the seasons of it. I mean almost all of them. I got Paramount Plus. You can watch literally like all of them. It's amazing. But yeah, I mean oh, it's cool. – uh, it is – Is that a real – is that a real background behind you? It is not. It is not. I, it is, I was wondering. So some people, some you know, people ask. Like, I wish it was. I wish it was a real pallet of wood. What's but What's back there? What's, it is a what's green actually screen. back there? It is a green oh, screen. It is a green, green screen. screen. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wish it was the real background. But so you can uh, put anything back there? Anything back there, man. I just mm. do it to hide the hide the stuff. There's nothing in here, but it's just a room. <laughs> but uh, I think you should put a golf course behind you because you got a very much uh, Tiger I do. Woods vibe I, going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I love golf, too. I mean, are you into that? Did you know that I love I I love golf so much, man? I play so much golf. I did Great. that last summer, but now, like, everything's opened up again. Prices are a lot because a lot of the courses last year, the prices weren't that. The, yeah. the green fees weren't as much because it's like, hey, if you want to come out of the house, enjoy yeah. pandemic. Are you broke? We'll make it cheaper. Now it's everything's <laughs> open. I was like, oh god. Now it's where, people where in you, work suits at? and everything. Uh, we are I in St. Charles, South Elgin area, about thirty minutes from downtown Chicago. So we got some nice courses over here. We got Medina, Ooh, uh, less than twenty minutes away. Obviously, that's private, but it's a beautiful course. Yeah. I've been there once. A friend of mine uh, nice. is a member, so he's gonna try to keep him as a friend forever i mean yeah there you go but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah man i i like it so usually when you're on the road then you bring your clubs i try to you know it, it kind of can be difficult you know if you don't yeah. have a car when you're on the road or, you know if i'm driving somewhere i'll definitely bring them i don't sure. really like to fly with i don't really mess with that but yeah i've never done that yeah i've done it a couple of times it's mm-hmm. it's a, if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be able to play twice mm-hmm you know, then I'm, then I think it's worth it. But just to fly, I mean, it's sixty bucks to fly your clubs. Yeah, that's and then crazy. Dragging them all around. And, yeah, I'm not that good to where I would even consider it. I mean, I broke ninety once, and that was like the best day of my life. Nice, but, man. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I've I've only well, I didn't play. I used to work at a course when I was young, mm-hmm. and then I didn't play forever, and I just started playing basically during the pandemic. Yeah, and, uh, I think a lot of people did. 
Yeah, it's fun. I'm in a league now and everything. Oh, so. really? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't. Fun. I can't do that. It's just I'm, I'm a hack, man. I'm an absolute hack. Oh but, no, uh, you you could play in our league for sure. I mean, there's some really good players. But really? Some, it's all a wide range, yeah. Yeah, it's just all about the fun usually. But mm-hmm. uh, it pisses me off though, right? Like you get off the course and you see this old man retired, walking a little slow. Like, Bob, what'd you shoot today? Well, got a 78. Not too mm-hmm. happy with it. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. But uh, now you've been, uh, how long after you started doing doing comedy did you start actually getting your own, you know, paid gigs? You started featuring, you started headlining. How, how, how long after uh, that first couple, that first mic? Yeah, probably about three, two, two to three years, somewhere wow. around there. For context yeah. purposes, what year is it at that time? Oh, oh man, what year would it have been? 2006. Wow. Yeah, 2006. That's crazy. And then 10 years. Well, I started in 2006. So it probably took me until 2000, I don't know, 2008 or nine, somewhere in there. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And then uh, eight years from that, you get on Conan. I mean, that's, that is, uh, how did, from, from the first, you know, feature headline, you know, spots that you had, it, was it at that time then you started to tour the country or were you doing that beforehand? Well, I'm sorry. What do you so say that again? When you first got your first paid, your paid spot, your first mm-hmm. uh, paid spot, um, once that happened, were you, did you then start hitting the road or were you hitting the road before that doing, doing mics across the country? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, maybe not so much going out on the road mm-hmm. until I started getting paid gigs. But when I started to feel like I had enough material and could like handle up, sure, uh, you know, yeah. a paid spot. I did start going, I started going to, I'd travel down to Chicago. I would go to Madison or Milwaukee, right. um, Des Moines, you know, all, all the places kind of within driving distance sure, of yeah. Minneapolis to do, I would just go try to do guest sets and stuff mm-hmm. at clubs to try to get in front of their bookers and see if they, I could get work that right. way, you know? Um, yeah, That's I did awesome. that a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, those first few years on the road is just—I mean, I was just living in my car, more more or less. I mean, just driving everywhere. You just loved it that much, though. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Like that, I think it's awesome. But was there was not there was no backup plan for you? I mean, was this you were set? This is what you wanted to do, huh? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, to me, it was always like an adventure. You know, I like—I really got into some of the beatnik writers and stuff when I was around that age and like just the idea of being on the road mm. and traveling and um that just it was a very romantic thing for me sure absolutely one yeah. thing uh i've noticed with uh a lot of your stuff is you tend to kind of incorporate the crowd a lot more than most it seems like in some of your stuff and i love it uh i mean i think that's Thanks, man. you're very i think it's being observational and sticking to what you do best is uh is hard like sam morale does he could do that too there's not many yeah. people who really i mean he'll spot someone out in the back you know corner of a room mm-hmm. no nobody else may ever see that but he'll incorporate yeah. that in his show and riff off that and i mean do something killer you you're very similar in that sense was that always the way for you when you started no, or is that something that gradually when started, yeah no. when did yeah, that come that, into that, the picture that's just more of like performing every night, yeah. <laughs> performing every night and being sick of your material and, and then starting to kind of figure out like how to use those in the moment moments to, 
kind of intertwine them sure. with the material written. I think, I mean, that's kind of like an advanced thing, you know, it takes, yeah. for me, it was anyway, it takes, takes a while to, to get comfortable enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So when I was first doing comedy, it was very ABC, very like, okay, this is, I do this joke and then sure. I do this joke and then I do this. And it's very kind of, um, very structured. Yeah. Structured and, and kind of memorized. And now mm-hmm. it's, now it's more like, I don't really write, jokes down really, really? just kind of huh. put like one word down you know and then that's kind of the i know like that's the general topic that i'm and i kind of know where the punchline is but i can get in and out of it wow. in different ways that's yeah. crazy so you're not much of a writer you just you literally could write one word and then know the structure it's just it's just that yeah i mean wow. it's a, i mean it, it's it's a lot of like doing it you know so i'll have mm-hmm. an idea like a like a you know like a, this newer bit that i have is about um guys that ride motorcycles that are really loud around town you mm-hmm. know so i just write like motorcycle guys down mm-hmm. and then but in my head i've kind of like gone over you know what um, the angle i'm trying to get to or the punchline i'm getting right. to so i kind of know what that is but now it's like okay doing it over and over on stage i'll figure out i'll kind of like hammer out how to get into it and where I want to, you know, go from there. So right. That just, you know, I'll put it into, I'll put it into like a middle of a chunk that I know, mm-hmm. I already know pretty good. And then I'll just kind of slowly build into it. No, that's great. That's crazy, man. So when did, uh, when, when was the first time that didn't really go as planned when you tried to start to incorporate, uh, some of the you know the the crowd in, into the into the set did you ever have uh, a moment where that uh turned real bad real quick uh sure yeah i mean i don't really i don't know if i can really pinpoint i mean i've had bad sets yeah. well, i think <laughs> everyone like, has but yeah where like nothing works but um i don't i don't really know if i can like pinpoint a specific mm-hmm. s- time or place you know it was all kind of very like fluid thing and it's all a very like gradual right sort of uh i mean i can't progression can't really yeah i can't really pay like okay i started doing this then right. you know what yeah, i mean yeah, it was yeah. more like over time sure yeah now uh i like i said you did conan 2016 how'd that come to be um i mean i've had i've, I've talked to a lot of people who've done conan a bunch of the late shows and stuff but i'm always fascinated as that process the finding out the getting to do it the experience uh and everything like that what was that like mm-hmm. for you yeah it was great i mean i um i was just i was in minneapolis no i was in la at that time mm-hmm. i was actually right around the time i moved to la mm-hmm. so it actually started kind of happening while i was still in minneapolis so it took a long time it was a about a year process so wow. rory rory Skullville oh. had saw me and had recommended me to the through the booker mm-hmm. that books that show, um, JP Buck, his name is. And, wow. uh, he ended up, you know, it took a little bit, but he ended up watching my tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, you know, he had asked for like a half hour tape and then they, he kind of broke down what jokes he would thought that could work on the mm-hmm. show. So then I started working on putting a set together with those bits and how to like transition in and out right. of them and, then yeah, I had to send him a couple of tapes, you know, going back wow, and forth. Like, okay, could this, you know, how, how does this look? Mm-hmm. How, you know, is this something that could work? And then eventually we narrowed it down to what he thought would work. And then, uh, you know, I 
just got a phone call one day and saying that you're going to be on the show in a week or whatever. And that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Now you say, you know, they, they broke it down and they, they wanted to see, well, this will work. Maybe this won't work. What, what is it that they're breaking down? I mean, are they just trying to structure it in a way that would appeal to television without overstepping boundaries of, you know, what you can or can't say? I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, uncomfortable, I mean, right? I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, as someone who's writing these originally to have something altered, I mean, is that, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't think they, you know, I think like somebody like Bargatsky or like a Shane Moss who they've had on the show, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch. I think once you kind of got past that, that first time You're or pretty so, sad. I think, I think that, that the, you know, they're pretty, they're a little looser with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're not so hands-on. Sure. Um, but I think since it was my television debut, they were pretty, you know, okay, this is, these are the jokes we want to see basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's crazy. So I, it was difficult. It made it hard. For oh, sure. absolutely. I mean, that's what a lot of the other people have said too. Um, I mean, they just felt like they weren't themselves. Like they just felt awkward up there, like stiff, like reading off of a teleprompter type of thing. Yeah, I've definitely, I mean, I, I think for me, it was a lot of nerves too. <laughs> Obviously. <nervous>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was hoping I would get to do it again because, um, I just was too nervous. I mean, mm -hmm. it was fine, but I was just, you know, it was just, it was, nervous i think i would have been a lot less nervous if i got to do it again i don't but, think you're the only one though yeah no no and uh i mean tv sets just in general are pretty difficult just because it's you know it's two in the afternoon it's a studio audience which is not a club sure you know, people are sober they're really far away from you it's just not ideal for the mm -hmm. art form but you know, it's just the way it is. It is. But now Conan, Conan stepped down. So yeah, so now you gotta. I think I'll ever gonna get a chance on that show. Yeah, no, that that's crazy. I think he'll come back at some form. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what it would be. Maybe he creates his own medium. Maybe it's something mm. digitally streamed. I have no clue. But I know he uh, does a podcast. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's like a podcast network. I think more of like oh, okay. Team Coco is like. There's so many other people who like other podcasts who are part of that that network. Or, it's weird. It's like a, a podcast network. Like Dean Del Rey, he has a podcast network now called the Cactus Network, where he has a bunch of people's podcasts, and he mm. has them on his network. Like iHeartMedia right. has, uh, sure, yeah. A, yeah, like all that. I think that's what that that is with him. But uh, when uh, have you been doing self booking the whole time, or at what point did you did you get a manager into the picture for you and uh, someone who took care of it for you on your own? Um, I mean, I've had a manager agent for a while hesitancy um, uh initially getting one was it what now was there any hesitancy at first uh having someone else kind of run the show or do you just wanted well, someone else to I do the work i mean that's not really how it works i mm. mean you never really have anybody running it for mm. you it's kind of hard to explain like it, they're kind of, i don't know it's you're still always kind of booking your own stuff mm. you're just for kind of bigger things sure um and then like trying to get tv stuff they're kind of that's what they're kind of useful for yeah okay um as far as like look they do some show booking mm -hmm. probably there's probably some comedians that have uh, a person that does you know that they trust that does more of it but mm -hmm. for me i i've kind of kept it in my corner for the most sure. part mm -hmm. um just because i've just found it better that way um but mm, yeah interesting 
Now, I, uh, like I said, I know you have two records out now, all of them very funny. Uh, the, the next one, the third one's coming out soon. Um, right. When was that recorded? I mean, COVID, pre-COVID? Uh, I mean, it's just being pushed on now. When was that taped? So it was initially supposed to be recorded right before, well, I had, like, we didn't obviously know that COVID was going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, it got, the initial recording got canceled because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So then I, once all that was going on, then we had all this stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that was going on in Minneapolis. Uh, oh, yeah, that's all, right. You were right in that. the middle of all that stuff. Yeah. So um, that wow. kind of changed, the world changed. So I needed mm-hmm. to change what I was putting out. I wasn't, I didn't think that the album reflected what was really going on. And so I decided that I was going to push the album off until... Mm-hmm. I was able to reframe it and work on some new stuff to that was a little bit more, you know, in the times. Mm-hmm. And so then we ended up recording it, started recording in April um, at the Philadelphia Helium. Oh, wow. And then the last recording was done in Portland, um, hmm. also at Helium. So I, it's at, it's through Helium Records, which is where my podcast, I have a podcast and I'm yeah. on there. I'm on their podcast network, the Helium Presents Podcast Network. That's and awesome. uh, they have a record company. So that's who I'm with. And um, yeah, so we most of it was recorded in Portland hmm. uh, in May. So it was kind of right wow. after things started opening up again. That's crazy. So now what's the mentally, though, when all that stuff happened? I mean, here you are. You already had that hour. You already had this set. And then obviously the world just fell apart. Uh, did that... How'd that affect the the mindset doing a recording in general? Was there any thought of just, you know what, I'm not gonna not not now, maybe a couple of years from now. Did that was there any real thought about mm, pushing it off that no, much? Not really, just because I didn't you know, I already think that I just think that the world's moving so fast mm-hmm. that material ages faster than it ever has. Sure. Yeah. Um so for me I was like, I wanna get this out. It was a kind of a uh, balance between wanting to get out, get it out as quickly as I could mm-hmm. and getting a big enough, you know, having enough people in the audience to be right. able to have an actual show. And then also, you know, we can safely do it. And sure. then also, um, you know, yeah, that, that's basically it. I mean, I just wanted, I just wanted to get it and, and you know, it, it being the material being ready, you Absolutely. know, once I felt like, okay, I have it, I have it enough of this is, is, in a place where I feel comfortable putting it out. Um, and, and I didn't want to wait, like I said, I just didn't want to wait that long. Cause I just mm-hmm. don't feel like I think that an hour, a year from now, some of that material is not going to be as relevant or, um, you know, no, I got it. Good. It makes sense. Yeah. Stand up doesn't age like in general. I don't think ages very well. I mean, you know, you, you put things in its time period with stand up generally. Yeah. I mean that you're. It's all about experience you live and an experience. Yeah. So, stuff like that. I mean, like the COVID stuff. Like that stuff is uh, well over with as far as content goes. But when people are doing driving shows and stuff like that, that's all mm-hmm. relatable. But now, it's like, ugh, no more, no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel that way too. So, I mean, I hope that the album will still, re- you know, will be received well. It's not all COVID related, but mm-hmm. there's definitely some stuff in there. So. Right. So where are you right now as far as uh, uh, new stuff goes? I mean, with the album dropping this week, um, I mean, how, where are you at as far as 
uh, set goes? You 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 have another <laughs> hour forty five or <laughs> no? Just working no, it no. out. Yeah, no, I have. I don't have much, honestly. I've kind of did a lot of work just to get that thing ready, and mm-hmm. I mean, I have some ideas. I have a few things that are that I've done, but um, yeah, it's going to be. I'm basically starting over. So. Wow, that's crazy. So you got a mm-hmm. podcast. I know you 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 mentioned the writer's block. Uh, talk a little bit about that and how that came to be. Yeah, it's um, it's changed. It's evolved now. We're slowly evolving it into the comedy mainline. Hmm. Um, but it started off as writer's block when the basic idea was, you know, I have this other comedian friend who's from Minneapolis, uh, Robert Burrill, very right. funny guy who's always been helping me with my own stuff. He's a really good writer. Um, very good, like just structural. ABC type of guy, mm-hmm. you know, and very good at that. And uh, I would call him and with ideas, and we just riff about stuff. And then eventually we were like, yeah, "Let's record it. Make this, make this, yeah, to make this into a show." And then we were recording at IG Live, mm-hmm. and then we're like, "Well, let's just make it into a podcast." Well, while Helium reached out and asked us or asked me if we had any um, podcast ideas, mm-hmm. and if we did, we should start with one with them. So there you we're go. Like, yeah, let's let's do it. And it's. We liked it as writer's block. It was very like structured in a way where we'd have a guest comedian that would give us bits that they were working on and we would work through the bits Interesting. on the recording. And uh, we just said it was fun and we thought it was cool. And we, we felt like the episodes where we got silly and weird were the better episodes. So sure, just, usually are. Yeah, started to open it up to this idea of comedy mainline, which is uh, we're taking phone calls. Really? So we, wow. We take phone calls from comedians that want to call in and talk about whatever they want to talk about. That's crazy. A lot of times it is just bits that they want to talk mm-hmm. about, which is great. And then we do it that way. But then we also have other weird calls come in. Like we have people doing characters and um, just all kinds of crazy shit. So, wow, yeah, that's funny. Comedy man. Mainline, super fun. Yeah, yeah. So we, but- just had Sam, we just had Sam Talent on in our last episode it was really all like we're really starting to figure out how to how we want this thing to go so we're about 30 episodes in so wow yeah. that's that's crazy so you got you got a lot of shows coming up uh you were with the 28th through 30th you're up you're you're back home right minnesota uh yeah this wednesday i'm doing acme let's see acme uh starting wednesday uh, mm-hmm. through this so i'll be there from wednesday until saturday and then I'm coming back to the Denver area and I'm doing a bunch of Denver shows for all of August. I've been traveling so much that I decided that I was going to stay home for August, but I'm doing a bunch of shows in Denver and uh, I'm going to LA for a little bit in August, but um, wow. And then, uh, what next? Yeah. I'll be sure to plug all that stuff too. Cause I'm actually, I'll drop this the day of the special. I'll do that. I'll drop it on Friday. Day. Yeah. Cool. I'll do that. But uh, in, yeah, uh, I can give you a, I can give you a link to yeah, you man. Wanna, I, yeah, I'd love to check it out. People can pick it up. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll definitely put that uh, in there and stuff like that. But when uh, when you're in California, uh, what spots are you gonna be at over there? I'm gonna be doing um, shit, where am I gonna be? West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica is the place that I probably do the most when I'm out there, and that's what I, that's what I'm doing hmm. on the 20th, August 20th. I'll be at the West Side Comedy Theater. Wow. Yeah. All that stuff's on your website too. I saw I was looking. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, you got yeah. everything up there. So I'll direct all the people to go there to check you out. Well, hey, cool. uh, Steve, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem, Christian. Thanks, man. I, uh, it was nice talking to you. All right. Take care, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye. 
There you have it, folks. Me and comedian Steve Gillespie. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Leave a rating and review, please. And also, be sure to check out the new record from Steve himself called Liminal Bliss, available wherever you stream your music. Get your music wherever you listen to your stuff. Check it out. It's called Liminal Bliss. Again, links to the album will be on the website in his episode web page. Be sure to check it out. The link is going to be tinyurl.com forward slash 58 Steve Gillespie. Link in the podcast notes for you to check it out. And also be sure to check him out live. Tonight, he will be at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He'll be there the 31st of this month as well. And then he'll be in Denver, Colorado, August 2nd at River Brewing. Then he's doing an album release show slash party at Fort Comedy in Fort Collins, Colorado. And he'll be at the Comedy at the Civic Center in Denver, Colorado. Uh, He has so many dates coming up. Be sure to check it out by going to GillespieComedy.com and click on Tour. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on the show. But until then, stay safe and be well.